Life is unfair. What are you going to do about it? So the big question is, how are entrepreneurs like us who have too much to do and too little time able to build both the business and the life of our dreams? That's the question. And on this podcast, we'll explore the journey to the answer. My name is Brett Ingram, entrepreneur and award-winning product creator. I chose to build a business and have a time for a personal life, and I want to help you do the same. Welcome to Optimize. We can't control who our parents are or the situation that we're born into. That just is a fact of life. But unfortunately, or fortunately, it has a major impact on how easy or hard our road in life and our careers are. Um, I look at people I know, I look at people from uh, my own background, I look at people around me, and I see a giant chasm between resources, opportunities, and things that people have versus people who have everything that seems to be stacked against them. You know, uh, growing up, I was pretty lucky because I grew up in a very uh, middle-class town. It was, you know, working class, middle-class. Both spouses worked in most families. And um, one of the cool things about it for me was that I was completely unaware of socioeconomics or the difference between what people had and what people didn't have and what advantages and disadvantages because part of it was probably just the time that I grew up in. Um, you know, as a kid in the, in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, the thing about it is we didn't have social media. So the information exchange was a lot slower. Um, there was a lot less information out there. So awareness just in that way itself um, was, was less, and that's part of it. But the other part of it is the thing that made the town that I grew up in um, so cool in that way is that um, it was reasonably big. It was forty or 50,000. But we all were sort of plus or minus a very little bit socioeconomically. There wasn't really a, a giant like rich population or a giant poor population. Everybody was pretty much in a similar boat, you know, plus or minus a little bit. And so we used to have a running joke as kids and we'd always say, which room did you get in your house? And what we meant by that is there were a bunch of homes in our town that were all built in exactly the same profile. So there were colonials, there were ranches, but they were all the same and some of them were like the mirror image. So sometimes the staircase was on the left instead of the right, but we all kind of had the same rooms and the same places in the house. And, you know, nobody had a giant house. Nobody had a really tiny house. And so I was completely unaware of it. You know, um, we, we would do our things and, and, you know, be kids and all that. But even growing up through high school, you know, um, you might go and get some nice clothes if you had extra money or whatever. Some people were better dressed than others and stuff like that. But there was never any sense that there was a huge difference in that. And for me, I always looked at that as, you know, growing up, I was pretty lucky, right? Because I didn't have to face or I didn't have the awareness of all the stuff that I didn't have. And so I was lucky. Or was I? Because on the flip side of that, I guess the other challenge with it is that I was unaware of opportunities that existed. And the interesting thing is I grew up in Connecticut um, and Connecticut's a funny state because I grew up in the northern part of the state and in the northern part of the state, it's very New England, right? Um, there are towns, you know, there are areas that are a little bit more rural, 
the big city up there is Hartford, and it's not a very big city. Um, the main industry there is insurance. Um, so there's a, a number of, of big companies, but it's not a hotbed for industry and, and stuff like that. Um, so that's sort of where I grew up. But just an hour and a half south is um, basically the, the Gold Coast Shore, which borders New York City. And that's actually much more like a suburb of New York because a lot of the people commute into New York. The industry there is heavily finance, IT, lots of industries with lots of money. And I remember as a, as a kid, the one thing I do remember is anytime that we would drive from where I lived down through New York, whether we were going to Washington, D.C. or New York or Florida or whatever, you always had to go the same way. And the one thing that was really interesting to me about it was that when you crossed over a certain point and you got down into this area, there was a noticeable change in the types of cars on the highway. You know, you'd go from your Ford, your, you know, your Chevy, your, your Toyotas, and as you got closer down, it was all Mercedes, Audi, BMW. And so I, you know, I recognized it, I guess, in that way, but I didn't realize what the difference was in life. And as I got older, I came to find out, um, you know, my horizons when I was growing up in terms of the types of jobs people had, everybody worked for the insurance companies in Hartford. You know, unless you moved far away, there wasn't really, um, you know, nobody even knew what private equity or, you know, obviously hedge funds and things like that. Um, even investment banking and management consulting were things that nobody from where I grew up was getting into or even really that aware of. And so, um, so it was interesting because on the one hand, I had this great experience. On the other hand, I was sort of limited in terms of what I knew because I was unaware that stuff even existed. As I got older and I, and I, you know, started to, to realize things, um, you know, I realized that also my high school experience was very different too, because we all went to high school. We did the best we could to get decent grades. You took your SAT tests and, and that was that. Um, come to find out that in the wealthier areas, people have tutors, not because they're struggling in school, but they have tutors for every subject so they can do better. They have tutors for their SAT. They do SAT prep courses. There are all these other things that when we grew up, we were just unaware they even existed. We didn't know that there were private coaches for things. Now, even if we did, we didn't have the money to afford it, but it didn't really matter because the point was when you then go back through that lens and you look at the difference between, let's just say, you know, looking for jobs and looking for college opportunities. When you're comparing people from a town where, you know, the, the resources are limited enough and, and it wasn't bad. It's just that we didn't have anything extra, right? So we had a decent experience, but we didn't have private tutors, private coaches. We didn't have all that stuff. And when you realize what you were competing against, even if you weren't aware of it, you realize how the deck is stacked. You realize how difficult it was. And you, you realize that, you know, it's very hard to compete on that stage. And then when you look at the career paths, it's the same thing, right? So if you come from a place where those things are not even on the table or around the dinner table discussion in terms of the types of jobs and careers you can get that are really high powered, then your horizons are so much smaller because you're not even reaching for that, let alone getting it. 
Meanwhile, people on the other side that are growing up in situations of privilege, not only are they aware of that stuff, they have ins. Their parents work or are friends with people that work at those firms. So they get the internships. They get the, the job offers. They have a lot of times already have jobs lined up for them when they get out of college. College is just a, a fun four years for them to go and, and enjoy themselves before they start their real career. And it's all laid out for them. So at any rate, obviously in today's day and age, the haves and have nots is very obvious. With social media and everything else, we can see all the difference. And so what I'm getting at here is that, you know, you can decide whether growing up for me was lucky or unlucky, you know, but, and maybe for you, maybe you've had it harder than me. You know, maybe you grew up in worse circumstances. Maybe you've had more struggles. Maybe it's been difficult. Or maybe you've had it easier. Maybe everything that you've ever wanted was ready for you whenever you wanted it. But here's the thing, and this is what's really important about it. We all get a certain amount of time to do what we will and to do what we want with our lives. So it doesn't really matter where we come from, right? All that really matters is what we do with it. So here's the thing. Um, you know, if you are starting from somewhere that where, you know, you're at such a disadvantage that it's a struggle for daily survival, then look, what you can do to overcome that and accomplish things and, and get to a level where for you, it's a tremendous success. It might look very different than someone who was born into a trust fund with everything set up for them. But there's flip sides to everything. And this is what's really fascinating about it. You know, sometimes we have a tendency to look at what other people have and get jealous or envious and say, well, geez, if only I had that. And I think about this in the context of sports, too. Um, I had a buddy, my, my um, kids play soccer, and I had a buddy who, um, his kid played soccer, and that's how I met him, so we were friends, but our boys played soccer together. And his son was slight of build. He was small, he was short, uh, but he was skilled, he was a good player. And I remember talking to him like a number of times, and, um, you know, and I remember him thinking and saying to me at times, you know, geez, if he only like was that size or that size and he compared to other players. And I thought to myself, yes and no, because part of the reason that he had the tenacity that he had, part of the reason that he played with the edge that he played with was because he was smaller than everybody. Maybe he wouldn't have been as hungry. Maybe he wouldn't have trained as hard because we saw that too. We saw kids on the soccer field with tremendous natural athletic ability or speed. And instead of learning how to dribble the ball and learning foot skills, they learned if I push the ball by everybody and try to run by them, I can go and score goals. And it works when you're a little kid. As you get older, you play against better competition and the competition learns what your tendencies are and what your strengths and weaknesses are. They account for that. And it shuts you right down. And, you know, there was a, one particular kid who used to score multiple goals every game as a youth by the time he got to high school, he struggled to even compete because he relied too much on his natural ability, which when he was young, put him in the top 1%. As he got older, he slid back into the pack. And so it's important that we always have that perspective that it isn't where we come from. It matters what we do. Because for some people that you're, that you're going to encounter in your life, um, you know, all the lights are going to seem green, right? 
And maybe they are. Sometimes, by the way, that's only a perception. Sometimes people struggle with things that we just never see. But regardless, let's just say, for argument's sake, that all the lights are green for somebody else. If you dwell on that, if you focus on how your lights are red or how it's more difficult for you, all that's going to do is make you bitter and resentful. It isn't going to get you any further and it isn't going to get you any better. So to sit around or to find other people to complain about people that have it so good is not only a waste of your time, you're selling yourself short and you're doing yourself a disservice because you're wasting time and energy on complaining about something you can't change instead of focusing on making your own life better. And here's a little poetic irony with it all. You know, the people that I know that were born with everything, as envious as that can seem in some regards, the flip side of that is it's very hard for them to achieve anything notable because they always live in the shadow of what they've inherited. They always live in the shadow of what their parents or grandparents or whoever else have done. You know, and so that is a challenge. It's, it's difficult to find, you know, meaning if your only measure is to compare yourself to your parents and they're super successful titans of industry or, you know, whatever, market makers in various places. And so the fact is, be, you know, embrace who you are. Embrace where you come from. Embrace all the good and the bad. If you have advantages, use them. I don't begrudge anyone to use your advantages. If you have them, use them. But if you don't, don't dwell on it. Focus on what you do have and be grateful for it. You will find that when you're grateful for what you have, as small as it might be, it opens up opportunities and possibilities in your life that you never saw, you never, that, that you didn't even know existed. And when you start to have that mind frame, a mind frame of gratitude, you will, you will naturally look for and see opportunities and your ability to accomplish something, right, skyrockets. Because now, instead of focusing on all the negativity, which shuts down creativity and closes doors and opportunities, instead, you're going the opposite way. You're looking for opportunities. You're looking for every place where you can make something happen that maybe you didn't know existed before. And that's a really powerful place to be. And I'll tell you something else. It makes you feel fantastic. If you can come from a place where things weren't easy for you or the path wasn't clear and you're able to beat your own path, there's nothing more powerful than the self-reliance that comes from accomplishing something through struggle. Struggle is the thing that creates character. Struggle is the thing that reveals character. And the more that you embrace that instead of trying to run from it or complaining about it, the more powerful you'll find you are and the more you'll accomplish in your life. Because at the end of the day, our self-worth and sense of value comes from what we do and the struggle to accomplish. It doesn't come from where we start or how easy our path is. So embrace who you are, embrace what your challenge is, embrace the good and the bad, be grateful, look for opportunities, get out there and accomplish something. That's the most powerful thing that you can do. Be sure to subscribe so you get every episode and share it with a friend. And until next time, remember, no matter what you want from your business and your life, don't compromise, optimize.